It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Homeschool Podcast. Homeschool. The Homeschool Podcast. Why? Because it was homeschool. It's time to document the journey. And welcome back to Homeschool Podcast. It's me, Augustino Zoida. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for your patience. Uh, I know there's a lot of podcasts out there, lots to choose from, so it means the world to us that you're here. If you're here, I appreciate you guys. Uh, it's a cold, it's a, it's a cold night. It's January 17th at night. You're probably getting this January 18th, listening to it in the morning, uh, 2023 cold night coming at you from the, from the garage dungeon of death here at the homeschool podcast studio. And, um, pardon me. I had some, uh, I had some, uh, peanut butter filled pretzels those are the fucking best i had to get a little snack in me before i knocked this podcast out no more excuses i'm not here to go there's the reason i didn't do a podcast last week because you already know i'm fucking swamped listen guys you know you know what the deal is we're talking about fucking you know before business hours I, I, i i'm i'm fucking working out like 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 that's my full time thing Fucking during business hours, I got business hours. After business hours, I got stand-up comedy shows. I'm burning the candles at both ends. But I'm here still for you at Homeschool Podcast. Didn't have time to get something to eat. It's fucking cold down here. Pop a couple little pretzels with peanut butter in it. Aren't those the best? I uh, I said that already. I swear to God, I'm not, I didn't write that down. I, it, that sounded like I wrote it down. But I did not write that part down. Um, I did write other stuff down. Notes. When I do podcasts by myself with no guest, solo, no co-host, that's what this is going to be today. I make sure I make notes because there's things that I want to talk to you guys about. Um, so, uh, so we'll get into it. But before we do, I'd like to let everybody know about my tour dates. I got a new tour this year. It's called You're to Blame. My 2023 tour dates are um, this Thursday. So... This week, it's it's the 19th, January 19th, I'm headed back to Paso Robles, California. I will be there, and uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm there like twice, maybe three times a year or, or, or whatever. I, I don't even know how often it is anymore, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I always bring different comics with me. This time, I'm working with some great comics. Uh, I got Renee Garcia. He's a guy who's been doing comedy probably 
I don't know, fucking 10 years longer than I have, Showtime specials, and I'm working with Greg Wilson, another hilarious comic, teaches a comedy class. I've mentioned him on here many times. He's been a guest on here before. So, you know, I don't know what's going on with my hair. I got to cut, I got to cut too short. It's fucking, I can't even, I can't put it up because it just falls flat and then I can't go into the side because then it looks too fucking flat and stupid. Anyway, back at you. Back to the tour dates. Um, after that, I head to Sacramento for Valentine's Day. I'm doing my fourth annual, I think it's like fourth or fifth annual. Every Valentine's Day, I do it in Sacramento. Hopefully, you guys can come out. There's two shows in one night. Valentine's Day lands on a on a fucking Tuesday. What do you want from me, guys? I got two shows for you. There's a 6:30 and an 8:30, and um, after that, I head to New York. I'm in uh, I'm in, I'm in uh, Westchester, New York, sort of the White Plains area, on March 24th, and then I got a show in Brooklyn, New York, March 25th, and uh, and that's what I got for you right now. There's a whole bunch of more tour dates. My entire 2023 tour is available. So go check the tour dates at AugustinoComedian.com. Click on tour or homeschooledpod.com. Once again, it's homeschooledpod.com. Click on tour. All right. Let's get into the episode. I wanted to check in on you guys because uh, it's the new year. All right. Let's Let's do a New Year's check in with you and see what's going on. I'm not talking about resolutions. None of that shit. I'm just talking about, um, where you are mentally and in your heart and where are you putting things in order and in in priority and how are you looking at life most importantly that's what we're going to talk about today how are you looking at life now i think that's a big deal and i think that's the most important thing that i want to get into today which is how are you looking at life now that we are in the second week of the of the new year, okay? So I can't help but notice I see a lot of memes out there, you know, 2023 so far has been like, you know, those memes. It's like a funny picture describing how the 2023 is has has been, you know, bad or the worst or things like that. Now, I get the humor in it, okay? I get the humor in it. But at this point in the game, how much are we blaming the new year, the year, the tour, the, excuse me, not the tour, the, the world? How much are we still blaming other things other than us? Now, these memes were especially funny in the year 2020. Like, in 2020, they made way more sense. Like, 2020, you know, all the memes describing how the year was going, and then, you know, towards the end of the year, we had some more funny ones. 2021, we had it again. 2022, we had it again. Now, obviously, you can blame those things on your society or your, uh, you know, your surroundings, your government, and all that's true, and I'm with you, and I'll bitch about it till the fucking end of the days with you on that one. But, we're talking about 2023, okay? Now, I know there's still things to bitch about. There's still your government, uh, you know, a recession, uh, inflation, you, you know what I mean? War, crazy shit going on in the world, you know, people dying. Lisa Marie Presley died, the Pope. There, there's all this. I, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I, I, and I get, I get the humor in the memes, and I laugh at them too, and I share them. But I want to make sure that you guys 
understand that at some point, you got to stop blaming everything around you. If you're having a shitty year, then you it's got to start with you. What are you doing to make the year better? Now, I'm not talking about changing your government or or you know, the things that are not in your control. That's not what I'm saying. But if you yourself feel like you're having a shitty year so far or a shitty start, how much of that is your responsibility. I'd say like 90%, 95% is your, is your responsibility. Um <clears throat> you can you, you you know you can only blame everything else so much, but you know what? It's like it's it it, it was the same in 2022. In at the end of 2022, we we also had inflation. We were we were also at war. And and now they're in 2023, nothing about that has changed. But what have you done? to change it, to make it right in in your way. So if you're not having a good year so far, what, financially? Okay, so you deal with the cards you're dealt. Easier said than done, but you do what you have to do. And I'm not expecting you to fucking turn water into wine by doing that. But you can turn water into fucking iced tea. I'm not expecting you to just flip a complete 360 from whatever situation that you're in, but it has to be going accordingly. I got bad shit going on in my life. I ain't here to lecture anybody, but this is what I've noticed and this is what I've found. I see people complaining that the year has started out not great, but whose fault is that? Okay? I get it during the pandemic, all that stuff, but we're not in a pandemic anymore. And maybe there's fucking even worse things going on in, in, in the world. But from but the pandemic shouldn't affect you and your mentality and how you are. And it shouldn't affect how you do things. And, 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 and neither should this. Neither should inflation or anything like that. Those are all things that everyone, well, I guess I shouldn't say everyone, but those are all things that I'm dealing with, you're dealing with, the majority are dealing with. Doesn't make it any okay that there's a lot of people dealing with it. It still sucks. It's still a challenge. But it's it's going to be even harder for you to overcome these challenges, these challenges if you don't have the right state of mind about it. If you're quick to go, my, you, you know, 2023 sucks so far, you, you've got to look at you and what you're doing, okay? Um, I think that is, uh, that's a big part of it. And again, it's not going to change your government. It's not going to change what's going on in the world. It isn't going to just magically make money appear in your fucking bank account. But also it could. It could, okay? Um, just checking my notes, making sure I didn't miss anything I wanted to tell you guys. <clears throat> it's, uh, but yeah, that's it. Basically, it's up to you to make the difference in your life. It's up to you to make a difference in somebody else's life. You can do that. Now, do I think that you have the power to change the government to change the world for the better? The answer is yes, I do. I do think you have that. And maybe it seems like a, a, a task too tall. And it is a task too tall to ask somebody to change the world or to change the government or to change the, the, the you know, their, their surroundings. 
or the world they live in. But just like all difficult tasks, you don't take it on all at once. You take it on one small thing at a time. Yes, you can change the world for the better. Yeah, you can. It, it starts with your a friend. It starts with your neighbor. How can you make their life better? It starts with a stranger on the street. And then it goes to a family member. How can you make their life better? How can you help them? How can you help your neighbor? And then it goes to the community. And then you get you keep branching out further and further. So yes, you can. Even if you just helped one person, that does domino affect the entire world. Yes, you can change the world. And it all starts with you. How are you making the difference? It all starts at home, you. You have to be able to help yourself. How are you helping yourself? How are you changing your world that you exist in by financial situation, uh, living situation, uh, happiness, depression, dreams getting followed or not, getting rejected from certain things, not being good at the things that you want to be good at? What are you doing to make those happen? What are you doing to take the next step in your career? Now, listen. If you go back during the pandemic, let's say if you go back to homeschool podcasts and you listen to the episodes from, you know, throughout 2020, throughout the year 2020, you know, you hear me yelling and bitching about the government and shit a lot too, you know, my theories and about what's really going on in the world and what's the bullshit and what's the pandemic and all that shit like that. But if you really, there's some episodes like that, but if you really listen and you really go back the homeschool podcast, you will hear me talking about the game plan so that when the world did open up again, you hit the ground running. I had a lot of episodes about that. I had a lot of episodes about what I was doing to keep sane. Now, did I keep sane? Not 100%, not at all. I had a lot of things. I drank, drank, drank a lot. I, I did fall into depression. I'm not I, I'm not lecturing you. I'm not perfect. I'm saying things that I told myself that I have to tell myself, okay? But um, I did have downsides. I did lose my mind, not be able to go on stage and do what I love. Um, but I try to do it, you know? But the point is, is that I, I said it for a whole year on here about not falling into routine of quarantine. Okay? Falling into the routine of quarantine. It was like changing your habits. And yes, I did fall into it of drinking and all that stuff, but I didn't sleep late. I didn't fucking not email people. I didn't set, I'd not organize things wherever I could, shows, podcasts, you know, Zoom sessions with friends, you know, the table reads, like all that stuff, you know, and I told people this because the world will reopen and you don't want to have to start from the bottom all over again. You want to hit the ground running. That's why I did underground stand-up comedy shows. That's why I fucking uh, didn't hold on to that fucking unemployment check like it was your mother's tit or something that you just couldn't fucking get off of and you can't get out of diapers, you know, and you're until you're already a to- after a toddler. Like things like that. I did fucking stand-up comedy to a camera in my garage. I did podcasts. I did a couple of Zoom shows with live audiences. 
but more than that, I did I did comedy shows if whenever I could. I organized that. I organized secret open mics. I did backyard comedy shows. I did. But besides all that, the business end. The business end, I never stopped. I, I fucking wrote. I released an album. I emailed. I set stuff up. All the gigs that I had that got canceled because of the pandemic, I reminded them of who I was every week. Oh, how are you guys doing? I hope you guys are... You know, fucking hanging in there during this time of closure. I hope to see you come out of this okay. And then this way they remembered me when it was all over. And I rebooked my dates. And then I called comedians. I called bookers. I checked up on people. Not because I needed something from them. Because I genuinely checked on people. You know, business, being a good person. Just all of this stuff had to do with hitting the ground running hitting the ground running when things opened up again you didn't have to start from scratch you weren't at the bottom so that when i started i was already ahead now i've stayed ahead i stay constantly booked by months in advance by months in advance and you know what guys i've been working since february of 2021 till now and that's exactly when the world fucking opened again. It's February of 2021. But even besides that, I'm not even counting the during pandemic. I've done shows. I, did, I got to do some shows all over. I still did a Sacramento show outdoors. I still did Philadelphia. I did all this, the, the states that kind of opened. I went to Dubai. Uh, I did stuff during the pandemic. I'm not even counting all that. But just from when like... Things really, really, like mass mandates gone and stuff like that. Most places, you know, stop checking vax cars and shit. We're talking February of 2021 is exactly, exactly when I started touring again. From February of 2021 till now. The Only Love Can Save the World tour that I did. from It started in February of 2021 till uh, <clears throat> New Year's Eve 2022. December 31st, 2022. That's where it started. And right now, a brand new tour. Uh, You're to blame tour. 20, brand new 2023 dates. New material. All that stuff. Okay? So, <clears throat> literally, when I hit the ground, I was already running. Because I had those dates ready to go for when things happened. Because I stayed on the grid. Uh, okay? So, these are things that you do to make sure that your year goes better. Yes, the government sucks. Yes, they're a bunch of fucking filthy, dirty, devil pigs, okay? Yes, inflation fucking sucks. Yes, war sucks. Y y y yes, 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 yes. All this fucking shit sucks. People dying in, your family members you lost, all that stuff. Whatever it is that you're dealing with, I'm sorry. You have a right to be upset. You have a right to go through your human emotions. I'm telling you, besides those things... What are you doing that is in control? Because the things that I'm doing that I can control, I keep way too fucking busy with them to even have time to worry about the things that I don't have control of. So maybe the things that you do have control of, you're not busy enough in. And that's what I want you to do instead of oh, 2023 so far. It fucking sucks, and and uh, people said twenty twenty three is gonna be my year, and uh, here's twenty twenty three, and here's me. Uh, like, what if I I get that, I get that, but the things that sucked, sucked in twenty twenty two also. What have you done to make a difference, starting with you, and then 
your neighbor, and then a stranger, and then a friend, family, your community, branch out little by little. Even one person creates a domino effect to change your environment, including you. You could be that one person, and that's where you need to start. Let's see what else. Um, Uh, the the next thing I, I I've also noticed is like everybody refers to them about to themselves about uh, what generation they're from or what generation they are and they refer to other people about what generation they are. Um, I don't know if you've noticed that, but I hear more and more people bringing that up in their conversation, and you'll hear them. You'll be like, "I'm a millennial. I'm a Gen Gen Z." I'm Gen X. Those are boomers. Like we've we've given titles and 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 I guess they've always kind of been there, but we never called each other that. And I've noticed that everybody calls each other that. You go on social media, there's all these there's all these you know videos about it. Well, here's millennials here versus boomers and this is my life and and you know, here's here's Gen X versus Gen Z. You know, comedians on stage refer to it that way. There's one thing that I can't stand about stand-up. When I see stand-up comics saying something because they've heard it before. You didn't write that way because we didn't talk that way. You're writing because you've heard it once before. Like when comedians go, it's like a TED Talk. It's like a TED Talk is not a punchline. That's just something people on the streets say that you've taken up and now you use it for lack of a better word to describe and if you had better description of the point you were trying to make you will have a better bit and be a better performer and be a better stand-up comedian so i it just bothers me so much now you got stand-up comedians this is a boomer this is a gen x i'm millennial all this stuff. so I, I don't know why we just started calling each other that it, we never called each other that before. Think about when you were a little kid. Do you ever hear your parents talking about what generation they are? They just said, like, no, I'm in my fucking 40s. I'm in my fucking 50s. I, I was born, I came up in the 70s, so I did a lot of drugs. You know, uh, that, that's what they said. You know, you're, I'm, I'm, your, I'm a fucking adult. Respect your elders. These are things that we that we heard. You never heard people talking about fucking boomers and gen z and their gen x and then the millennials are coming around the corner like only we talk about stuff like that like all of a sudden i don't know why we categorize each other and i think that we need to steer away from this because we're just putting people in categories which why can't we be individuals why aren't why are we being why are we being categorized everything else in life categorizes us that we're you know, you're an iPhone user, an Android user, you're a Republican or you're a Democrat. You voted for this one, you voted for that one. You're vaccinated or you're not vaccinated. Like, there's enough division and there's enough categorizing that now you got to put people in like, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. And, you know, people used to say things like, age is just a number. And this is an expression of love, you know, whether it being in a relationships, you know, someone, I'm not saying someone, it's okay for someone to date fucking someone too young. I'm not talking about pedophilia shit, but, but now we're, we're talking about, we have people in different categories. And if you're not in that category, you're being shamed. Why are we looking at each other in these different categories? And why aren't we remembering to look at 
each other as individuals. I could be born in this year, but um, my personality or soul, it's this. So what difference does it make what year I'm from? What difference does it make what generation I'm from? So we, we've just like con- confined our lives to what we're told is society and that is 2023 sucks and you know this is our generation and the last generation was this and that one was better but the generation for that sucked and boomers don't know how to do things so it's like why are we limiting ourselves to these confines that they've given us especially as an artist nothing bothers me more than somebody trying to put limitations on art so if you have a stand-up comedian or whoever, musician, a painter, what you know, a writer, poet, whatever, nothing bothers me more than putting limitations on artists. And that's like, you know, you, you know when people say like, "Oh, are you a clean comic or a dirty comic?" It's like I I I I don't identify with either of those things. I don't consider myself to be either one. If I think of a bit and I think it, that I want to tell it on stage. I'm going to tell it to you in the best possible way that I can tell it to you. And that may come out dirty or it may come out clean. I, 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 I don't want those limitations. I don't want those labels. I don't want somebody to tell me, can you do this show, but you have to be clean. I don't want limits on art because then you're confining your boundaries, which art should have no boundaries. Art should exceed all boundaries and, and limitations. And you will never know how far you can go or how far you can take things to the edge or if you have these limitations. So why are we living in a world of writing jokes within the compounds compounds or confines why are we why are we writing jokes within the limits we've been given of you're a millennial they're gen z they're gen x they're boomers let go right in these confines this is the year 2022 this is the year 2023 and it sucks even worse like why are we writing humor within these boundaries we've been given why are we going, that's like a TED Talk. Why are we writing? Why are you painting? Why are you making music? Why are you writing poetry? Why are you writing scripts, stories, books, stand-up comedy to within the, the confines that they gave you? The world is a really, really big fucking place with unlimited, unlimited, fucking unlimited imagination and dreams and you're going to limit to the to the fucking verbiage that we've all all of a sudden agreed on you're a fucking artist you take anything anywhere you need to go okay you're an artist you're like playing uh you know, that fucking maze game. You know what I mean? The ones where you try to get through to the end without getting stuck and having to turn around and go the other way. That's what you do with your materials. 
is that you take it as far as you can fucking take it. And when you think you've hit a dead end, sometimes you can look and see, well, if I turn this corner and go, I can still take it one tiny little place before I get stuck. So do it. Until eventually you find the other side and you find your way out, but there is no way out because there's no end. There's no end. There's no limitations. Please keep this in mind as an artist. So that's the message for today at Homeschool Podcast. Um, Before you blame everything around you that's happening in your neighborhood, your family, in your government, in your state, in your country, with your currency, whatever, with that country, with war, we're aware. We're aware it's what's going on. We're aware it sucks. But if your year sucks so far, how much of that can you do? What have you done to make the change? What have you done to be the change for someone else? Whatever generation they're from. What are you doing to move forward so that the next fucking thing that happens, you're going to hit the ground running? And by the way, something is happening. That's why my tour this year only goes till July. Because another fucking thing's coming. And it might even be worse than the last one. Pandemic, a fucking food shortage, whatever it's going to be to stop this fucking election from happening. Or to rig this election or more fucking politics. It's going to be fucking bad, alright? But what are you going to do to change the now and change your future and prepare for the worst and prepare for the best and uh so what are you doing to make your current situation better what are you doing to follow your dreams what are you doing to improve as an artist and i'll tell you this much it certainly certainly ain't living within limitations that your environment has placed on you It's time to get back to basics. It's time to step out of the matrix. Life's too short to waste it. Be the person you are when you're alone in your car. Nobody sees the best you Not even your significant other. Not even they see the best version of you. They get pretty close. They think they do. But nobody sees the best version of you. Which is unfortunate. Always try to give the person closest to you the best version of you. Rather than creating an image to strangers that they're getting the best image of you. The closest to you. People that you love the most should get the best of you. But the entire world in general deserves the best of you. Deserves you full throttle. No breaks. No filters. No holding back. Be the person you are in your car. I'm going to run those down again. This is what I'm going to leave you guys on. It's It's time to get back to the basics. It's time to step out of the matrix. Life's too short for you to waste it. 
be the person you are when you're alone in your car. And that's the homeschool podcast this week. Those are my messages for you. And um, how about I read off some Oscars here? If you don't, if you aren't aware, um, I started in the year 1973. And every now and then, I have, there's full episodes on this, but every now and then at the end of an episode, I'll go through. And what I do is I read the nominations from the Oscars through the years, starting from 1973. We are now up to 2007. All right. Um, because, you know, I'm a big movie fan and I like to always, uh, every year that there's Oscars, I always, you know, place my bets of who I think is going to win or not win or not get nominated. The Oscars gets it uh, wrong more often than not. So let's see what we got here. Let's do 2007. So in the year 2007, the, so these would be movies that were made in 2006, by the way. So, um, 2007 Academy Awards, best picture. Here's the nominees, uh, Babel. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that. I remember hearing about it though. Um, Letters from Iowa Jim, Iowa Jimma. I don't, I don't know what that is. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine. I remember that one. Um, the Queen and The Departed. So um, I've seen Little Miss Sunshine. I know what The Queen is. I, I Babel and, and Letters from Iowa Jimma is uh, sounds uh, pretty familiar. I know it comes from Clint Eastwood and Steven Spielberg. I just, I don't think I've ever seen them. And if I have, I don't really remember them. Um, and the winner went to The Departed. Now, in this case, I would say the Oscars got it correct. Uh, I didn't see all of these movies, but I know that this is the one that, you know, is probably most known. And I always like to think about which is the most rewatchable. I actually have rewatched Little Miss Sunshine a couple of times here and there throughout the years. It's a good movie. There's some good acting. It's an interesting story. Um, but The Departed is fucking phenomenal. It's one of my, I don't know. Definitely my top 50, maybe even 20 or 30, top 20 or 30 movies. And I probably watch it at least once a year. It's so fucking good. Um, maybe biased. I'm a big Leo fan. But here's your nominations for Best Actor that year. Ryan Gosling for Half Nelson. I've never seen that movie, but good for him. Uh, Peter O'Toole for Venus. Never seen that movie. Will Smith for The Pursuit of Happiness. Forrest Whitaker for The Last King of Scotland. And Leonardo DiCaprio for Blood Diamond. Interesting um, Leonardo DiCaprio was not nominated for for The Departed. He's nominated for Blood Diamond, which I'm actually surprised that Blood Diamond wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Um, strange. And I guess he would have been nominated for Supporting Actor in, De- in The Departed, which it doesn't look like he was. So that's really interesting. But he did get the Best no- Actor nomination for Blood Diamond. That's another good movie. Um, but he didn't win. The winner was Forrest Whitaker. Um yeah, I, I didn't see The Last King of Scotland. I, it didn't look pretty, very interesting to me. It looked a little boring. I would have imagined that um, Leo or or Will Smith would have won for The Pursuit of Happiness. I'm also surprised The Pursuit of Happiness wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Um, supporting actor, uh, Alan Arkin for Little Miss Sunshine. Jackie Earl Harley for Little Children. I don't know what that is. Uh Jimon uh, Hansoon, that's the guy from Blood Diamond, supporting actor. I could see him getting a nomination, of course. Eddie Murphy for Dream Girls, interesting. Mark Wahlberg for The Departed. See, uh, yeah, I think that's definitely deserved, but uh, it went to Alan Arkin, which I also think is deserved. But surprise, like Matt Damon and and 
and Leonardo DiCaprio, no best actor or supporting actor for The Departed. Best actress, we've got Penelope Cruz for Volver. Judy Dench for Notes on a Scandal. Meryl Streep for The Devil Wears Prada. Interesting. Uh, Kate Winslet for Little Children. And uh, Helen Mirren for The Queen. Of course, Helen Mirren won. Best Actress in a Supporting Role, you've got Andrea Barraza for Babel. Kate Blanchett for Notes on a Scandal. I don't know what these are. Uh, Abigail Breslin for Little Miss Sunshine. Good for her. She didn't win, though. Uh, Rinko Kikchu for Babel. But the winner went to Jennifer Hudson for Dreamgirls. Really interesting. I didn't realize that. Best Director, you've got Martin Scorsese for The Departed. You've got Babel for Babel. Uh, you've got Letters from Iowa Jima, Clint Eastwood. you got... Uh, the Queen, Steph Frears, and United 93. I don't uh, I don't remember if I've ever seen that. But the winner went to Martin Scorsese for The Departed, as it should have. I agree with that one there. But anyway, there's your 2007 nominations. Oscars are right around the corner. There's some good stuff this year. Uh, everything, everywhere, all, uh, all at once was great. I think The Whales was a little uh, overrated, but it was, it was good and phenomenal acting. Um... I think that uh, Elvis was great. So uh, it'll be interesting. I haven't seen all the stuff yet, though, so we'll see. But uh, I think Glass Onion's completely overrated. I have no idea why it's even being talked about for any awards at all, but that's just me. We could do a whole other episode on that later. Uh, check out my podcast. I, I, I have an, Excuse me, it's not a podcast. It's an online show, an online talk show I have that I host with my co-host Kevin Lyons called The Movie Stash, where we review movies, and then it's followed by a movie trivia game where the winner gets to choose the next movie that we force the other one to watch, which we will then review in the next episode. So it's a lot of fun. We review the movies. We discuss them. Um, it's a humorous take on a movie review talk show. We um, score them, and then we'll we decide if we're going to add it to our movie stash or not. And then there's movie trivia. So you can watch the full episodes on YouTube, on my YouTube, or you can go to my Instagram and see the edited down with no spoilers to under five minute episodes, which are a lot of fun to watch. It includes the you know the the highlights, the quick funny parts of the reviewing and the movie trivia. So um, check those out. And then besides that, I hope to see you guys on the road real soon. Don't forget to go to AugustinoComedian.com, click on tour, Augustino Comedian dot com or homeschoolpod.com once again it's homeschooledpod.com click on tour i got uh paso robles this week the 19th there's uh, it's almost sold out i think the first show might be sold out there's still tickets for the second one uh sacramento is already starting to sell tickets pretty quick for valentine's day and then uh after that i got new york in march i'll see you guys then and uh, i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope you got something out of it i hope you take it to heart And I hope that you have a fantastic fucking rest of the week. And don't forget that only love can save the world. And don't forget to come back here where we continue to document the journey at Homeschool Podcast. Peace. Homeschool Podcast. Homeschool. The Homeschool Podcast. Why? Because it was homeschool. I don't want to do that. (laughs) Okay. I don't want to do that at all.